Do it. All right, before we get started, I want to give a huge shout-out to everybody who participated in the Launchpad Pod Horror Challenge all month of October. We've been doing this horror challenge on Instagram, and it has been so much fun. But mega shout-out to our two big superstars, Puke Drool. Man, this guy came through every day posting awesome Awesome choices, great pictures, great posts. Thank you so much for all your stuff. You can check out Puke Drool's YouTube page. He does these Jason Voorhees masks yeah. that he paints up, and he, he has a series of them. They're really cool. I particularly love the original NES Jason mask they did. That one turned out really cool. And then the other people we got to give a big shout-out to is our Britpod scene friends, the 20th Century Geek guys. They were posting every day some great, great choices of movies from, from the prompts that we were given, and just big shout-outs to everybody who was involved. Thank you so much, and we can't wait to do it again next year. I mean, Halloween's over, kind of bummed, but that doesn't deter us. We're going to keep going with all the awesomeness that the Launchpad Pod brings. I'll give a big shout-out to my old roomie here. Aaron has been killing it on two podcasts for the last month and a half. He's been doing a great job destroying ours, but also we've been asked to guest host the Famous Monsters of Filmland podcast, um, they asked us to do, I think, five or six episodes. We've been doing it for about a month, almost a full month now. We're doing a great job of like recording these fun episodes and doing stuff, but then, Aaron, I know you have to go through and cut out all our dead space, and when we say, um, or when we make it an appropriate joke. We say, fuck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we're on our, I've forgotten which podcast we're on. I'm like, Launchpad Podcast, we don't, we don't care. Anything goes here. We don't fucking care. We don't give a fuck. No, but you've been killing a man. And like, Thanks, I mean, dude. I've been going crazy. I've been super stressed doing a ton of work. But you've, I mean, I can only imagine how much shit you're doing on your end. It's just a, from the technical aspect, throwing everything up on the website at the same time. You're killing it, man. So Thanks, man. I appreciate it. On top of that, we, to you. we both have day jobs. And those are stressful, <laughs> yeah. too. So it's just like, man, it's been a lot of work. But I've had a blast. Super Super huge thanks to the Famous Monsters of Filmland guys for letting us take over their podcast for a few weeks. And this last one we just did was, uh, we, we did Cosmic Horror, one of my favorite subjects, Lovecraftian films mm-hmm. and Lovecraft, uh, the Cthulhu mythos, talking about Lovecraft movies and Cosmic Horror, Cosmic Dread. Uh, so the tentacles got in our brain and melted our eyeballs and, and we're all freaked out now. But, but the good news is nothing matters, so we didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but this week on the Launchpad podcast, we're talking about something we brought up on that episode mm-hmm. for Famous Monsters. We talked about one of our favorite comics, Lock and Key. Absolutely, and this is going to be fun. We're going to give you a quick little tidbit of some of our favorite keys from that series or some keys that weren't in the series but could have been cool and might have fit in with the universe. All right, so let's get this launch pad going. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two. One, zero, all engine running. Lift off, we have a lift off. Oh, yeah. Love our, I love our theme song, man. <laughs> you were just dancing to it. I know, We actually listened out. to it. You're, you were just dancing. Oh, man. So today we're talking Lock and Key. This is one of my favorite comic books of, of probably the past five years. I've, I've been obsessed with this comic book. I'm so excited that they're turning it into a TV show. A little nervous, but 
for sure. the most part, excited. Sure. So, so where do we start with such Let's a cool give comic a, book? Give a quick rundown. First of all, I'm in the same boat with you. I don't like to binge, whether it's TV or comics. I, you know, I read a lot of comics and I watch a good amount of TV. I'm not embarrassed to say. But I try not to, to read it or watch it all at once. I like to dole it out. This is a series that I, or the Lock and Key series, I came onto it a tad late, but I killed it in like a week or two. The whole series. Yeah. It's just hard to put down. The very, very basic premise is this family goes through a tragedy, and then the, what's left of the family moves into this old um, family mansion. And it has all these mysterious doors, and they start, as the series progresses, to find these magic keys. Each key unlocks something specific. Sometimes it's a door. Sometimes it's something else in or around the house. Uh, sometimes it's even on a person's body. But each key has a, a specific power or powers that, you know, as the series unfolds, we start to figure out. The neat thing about the original series is that it's exploring this event that happened in the past but is sort of rehashing in the present mm -hmm. and you see the family dealing with this this new threat while it's telling this story in the past from when their father was young and in high school dealing with this same threat and they sort of put it to bed it kind of has an it feel to it sure it it has uh, a lot of Lovecraftian themes in it. There's this this cosmic evil that is threatening destruction. It takes place in Lovecraft, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So it also has that tie-in. And there's just a lot of really fun moments, scary moments, that make this series one of my favorites. And I feel like part of the reason this series works so well like Star Wars, like Stranger Things, mm -hmm. is it crafts this really believable, realistic, lived-in mythos or universe that really feels like, okay, you've crafted a world here. Yeah. And, you know, these keys, you start to, every couple issues, you see new keys and stuff with new powers. They're brought about in a very organic way in the storytelling where it's not like, hey, audience, this is the this key. It does this. Yeah. It's like, they find it, they figure it out. Sometimes you don't realize a key even had that power until well after you've been introduced to it. Yeah. Oh, and they tease cool things. Like they're like, hey, I found this weird key. It has a, like all the keys are, have super cool designs. Sure. Super they're cool. They're all designs. physically different. Yeah. So like the ghost key, we'll just start there because that's, I think, the first key they sure, find. It is. The ghost key has a skull on it. It's creepy looking. The little boy, Bodie. Wait, you call he, him Bodie? Yeah. What do you call him? Bode? That's not a name. Is Bodie a name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's fucking B -O -D -E. know. B-O-D-E. I think Bodie would have an I or a Y in there. He can spell it however he wants. It's how it's pronounced. It's like, I, I hate it. Like, I'm sure you have met lots of kids who have stupid spelling names, and you're like, how is it? Is it, is it, is it Mark? And they're like, it's pronounced Matt. I've never met a Bodie. <laughs> I've never met a Bodie. Neither have I. But anyway, the kid Bodie. You call anyway. him Bodie, I'll call him Bodie. <laughs> and everyone will laugh at you and sure thing, Ruby. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so the kid opens this door and it just opens to the outside. He's like, Well, what's this? This isn't anything cool. And he steps outside and his body falls to the ground dead and his ghost flies around like mm -hmm. a little Casper. Yeah. And uh, as a ghost, he is uh, I guess translucent, like no one can, no, no one can see him. Yeah, we kind of see through him. He could fly through things. He also can teleport. If he visualizes a place or a person, he can go there. Yeah. Also, if someone's really thinking about him, it kind of pulls him pulls towards him them. 
it's kind of cool. It's very, very interesting. And actually, not to ruin anything, but towards the end of the series, he can also kind of like um, construct weapons, almost like a Green Lantern-esque yeah. power. Yeah. So he can construct like different tools and weapons and stuff. So it's kind of kind of interesting. And that's how the series starts. Starts that's the first so cool. We see. And then he goes back to his body and then tells his family what he's found. They're like, yeah, right, Bode. 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 <laughs> but you're a stupid kid. He's one of my favorite stupid kid characters. I I usually hate like idiot kids in stories and books. I think that they they're always they they don't feel real. Sure. And this kid is an idiot. He does a lot of stupid little kid things. <laughs> but you end up liking him. Like you like him. Well, I don't him. think he's an idiot. I think he's just an innocent kid. Like kids. And I I love kids. You know that. Like I'm very into education. But kids are stupid. Like yeah. By definition, they don't know a lot yet. And I feel like he is a kid because he doesn't know a lot yet. Yes. Well, he's an idiot. <laughs> he, I mean, he's no Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> now this is pod racing. No, he's not that stupid. He now this is ghosting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. But he's a he's a really likable character. And I think absolutely all the characters. I don't. I don't know if they're necessarily likable because they're super depressed. Like, the family goes through a horrible tragedy. The dad's murdered. The mom gets assaulted by, by home invaders. This, right. After this tragedy, they're told, if anything ever happens to the family, go back to Key House, where the dad grew up. So right. they go to this creepy mansion, and, and, and they start discovering these keys and the mysteries of the mansion. Now, first of all, if something happened to your family... Why would you send them back to the what seems to be one of the most dangerous places you could send a family? Without spoiling anything, got to read the book to find to figure out the rest. Like, there's a reason. Because he had to go back to finish what he started. Is that the whole? Yeah, I th- ultimately, I think there's okay. a family ties to that house and why the supernatural things are happening. Right. Also, fucking ghost doors, bro. Super cool. I would even <laughs> like if if someone told me right now that there was that my family owned a house that had all this secret bullshit in it, which to be fair, nobody says that in the comics. They're like, not go to this secret mansion that has all these awesome shit in it. Yeah, they don't know. No one says that. Yeah. But if someone told me that, I'd be like, Can I go if my dad is still alive? And yeah. if they said yes, I'd be ghosting all the time. Let's just go. <laughs> um th- and I mean, the little kid discovers a lot of the keys because he's he has time to like explore the house and look right. for things, and he discovers a lot of the keys and the locks and the doors. And I, I guess another one that is just so cool and what a cool concept, and the way they show it is so cool is the head key. I'm gonna say I really thought about to to to, to do this episode. I thought about what keys I thought were the coolest, and I think the head key power wise is one of the awesomest. Yes, but also how they present it visually in the comic is just so, so cool. So lay so it let's, out. Let, let's talk about it. So head key, head key, when you, like, we found one or two keys before. I want to say head keys at least the second, if not the third key we found. Mm-hmm. All the other keys go to doors. Yes. The head key, you stick in the back of your neck. Yes. Like, the, like where your, your skull meets your spine. A little keyhole appears in appears. the back. Yeah. But it just happens. The, 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 the book doesn't explain that. It just... There's a key sticking out of someone's a, a hole there, and the dude sticks it in. Well, and how they how they reveal this is so cool because Bode is <laughs> Bode is bothering the, the older brother and sister. He's like, I found something awesome. Let me show you something. Something really cool is happening. And they're like, Leave me alone. Buzz off. Get out of here. And he's like, Look. And they turn around and like like there's a hole in the top of his head. Like his cranium has been taken off. And there is now a hole in the top of his head and a key sticking out of the back of his neck. And the head is hollow. Like, you don't yes. see his brain. It's no. just 
like scooped out. And in it is everything he knows and all the memories he has. And they're not necessarily true to what happened. It's how he remembers, how he thinks about it. And they're all living in like this cartoon world, like stuff bouncing off the walls. Like he he remembers cartoon characters and little drawings that right. he drew dancing around in there. So you can see in yes. his head. It's so awesome. they like so the other the brother and the sister are looking, but the coolest thing visually to me is he is standing next to them, also looking in to his own head. Because you so can, you can see in your own head. You've like become a manifestation, I guess, of yourself. You can reflect in, in on your own yeah, thoughts. It's yes. really cool. So you could see in your own head. There's so there's technically two there's a bowed head that's open and then Bowd is standing there with his brother and sister looking into the head. It which is, I think is just visually super freaking cool. And the way they explain it is so great because in a comic book you only have a few panels to get an idea across. Sure. But they do such a great job of of Showing it, explaining it, and then how they play with it is so cool. I love how they they treat Bode like he's like a little kid playing Nintendo, and they're like, "No, right. my turn, idiot." Yep. They push him out of the way, jam that key in their skulls, and the brother's like, "I don't want to study for this test," so he sticks a book in his head mm-hmm. and is like, "I know everything." Now knows all that information. Yeah. But it also works the other way because Kinsey, the sister, she takes some emotions and feelings. She takes all of her fear and I believe sadness. Yeah. Out of her own head. Yeah. And now these are, again, another amazing way to get this point across. They are little, like, avatars. Yeah. And the fear is something that's always putting her down. It's this little uh, faceless thing that's just a creepy mouth kind of with a little, hair. Yeah, a little demon Yeah, it looks like a demon Muppet. And then the sadness thing is just a little crying. Crying woman. I think she's got, like, a faucet on her back yeah. to, to let the tears come out. But they come out, and they're, like, alive. Yes. So she... Kind of puts them she aside puts them in for a jar. Now. Puts them in a jar, and they can't drown, so they can't die because the crying one cries so much, the jar is now full with water. So I don't know if they can't breathe or don't uh, have to tears, breathe. Tears. Sorry. Really? Tears are water. <laughs> tears are just the saddest water. The saltiest sadness. <laughs> but, like, what a cool way to get that across. So cool. So then for, for a good while, Kinsey has no fear or sadness which obviously like as a, as a storytelling device works in and also out of her favor sometimes yes. yeah but she uh, becomes kind of an unfeeling monster but at the same time right she needs that to fight some of these these adversaries that they encounter super cool and and I love later how and all of this like I was saying how this intertwines with stories from the past you find sure. out how they're using these keys you also find out how other people have used these keys and this one of the the main bad guys has been like taking people's memories of him doing bad things right. and getting them to do bad things for him and he's put these memories in little hidden places and, and that's like a reveal cuz yeah. this is a key that pops up a lot and yes. we see new uses for it or like you said it's revealed later that the bad guy has been using this key to do things. So cool. And it's pretty cool. Some of these keys are like a one-and-done thing, yeah. or they have one specific purpose, and once the story uses that, you kind of don't see it anymore. Right. This is one that keeps coming up, and it, it, it is pretty interesting, and I think it's one of the more powerful keys, just from just for putting books in your head and knowing all the information, I oh, think, is man. awesome. Oh, um, man. Could you imagine if you're like, I don't have time to watch this movie, and you just cram the DVD into your skull, and then it's like, boom, watched it. See, it's funny, because I was thinking almost like, a different perspective of that. I would love to look into your brain 
and see why you don't like the Warriors. Like I would, <laughs> I would look and see how you, how the Warriors looks in your brain to try to understand what the hell. <laughs> you don't have to. It's it, you'd see the Warriors in there and be like, hey, you want to fight? And the guys are like, yeah, let's fight. And then I'm like, the little version of me is like, oh man, this is gonna be an awesome fight. And then instead of fighting, they run away from each other. They throw like four punches and That's run away. True. <laughs> We're gonna get into that more later. It'd be like the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote just running around my skull, just like. Ah. Not fighting though. <laughs> well, let we're gonna talk about the warriors and your head more later. So, what's another key that was in the in the book that you thought was pretty cool? Oh, dude, I I I think the shadow crown is the coolest. That thing. is a pretty cool one. So they find this key, and it opens. It, it's a multi-key thing. First, they yes, find a key yes. that opens a secret room. That inside this room built into the house mm-hmm. is a crown. And the crown has a spot for a key on it as well. And when you put the key and wear the crown, put the key in the crown yep. and wear the crown, you can control all shadows. Yep. And the shadows will do whatever you want. So you can turn a shadow into bears. You can turn a shadow into a knight that fights for you. And it's so cool. And a lot of the coolest moments in this series has to do with the shadow crown the king of shadows that's true it becomes a very important key as far as the story is concerned but power wise it's pretty cool the only i mean there's they can be combated with light so as long as there's not light it's not really a daytime key is it no (laughs) you can't really like go to work with the shadow crown on but it's still really cool i guess there's still shadows outside yeah yeah there is yeah you can control shadows so no it's 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 super cool because they take on different forms they do different things they essentially have to do the bidding of the person with the crown on they can be reluctant but i think they ultimately have to follow your commands yes so good guys have it at some point bad guys have it at some point in in one of the spin-offs and one of the one-offs they show that the shadows are doing like housework they're using them to like sweep the floors and like bring food out to them I'm like, that's super cool. A, a lot of these things are like people's creativity and how they use them in the past, present, and future. And like, you know, some people are using them just to help out around the house. Some of them are using them to protect them. And then some of them are using them for nefarious activities. And it's it shows the the creativity of the the producing team, the the people who make the book. It's not just like, this is a key that makes you have shadows. It's like... What's one more step? How could you do that one more thing cooler than that? And that we'll, we'll see this with a lot of one. This includes my, probably one of my favorite, like the one that when I was reading the book, I was like, shit, what an awesome idea. There's a mending key. Yeah. Now, this is a key that they find, and it goes to a cabinet in one of the bathrooms of the mansion. And the cabinet is just a small, unassuming cabinet that you think would be in a bathroom. They put, like, a stool in it first, I think. Yeah. And the cabinet, between panels, changes shape to compensate for the size and, and shape of the stool that's broken. You close it, lock it. When you open it again, what was broken is now fixed, so the stool comes out new. It's awesome because they use it as, like, a healing cabinet where if someone has someone's physically hurt, they can put the person in there and take the person out, and the person is healed which I think is awesome. But it also, it's not a fix-all. Can't return people from the dead. Yeah. Can't fight tumors. They try it with a tumor. Yeah. Um, someone is shot, and they take them out, and they are physically healed, but the bullet is not removed. You know what I mean? So I also love the idea that the cabinet changes size yeah. 
I think that's just what a smart idea. It's so interesting. And one of the coolest moments when they're showing how does this work. I love this. Uh, in the whole series, it's how do these work and playing with how they work. But one of the moments that's super sad but also shows a lot yep. is the mother takes the ashes of their father right. and puts it in the healing cabinet to see what will happen. And nothing happens. And and you're yep. hoping, you're praying, you, like you want it to work. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a tragedy that the father's gone. But when she opens it up and it's still just the urn, you're like, damn. And to, to take that one step further and also do a decent spoiler, their son yep. eventually goes into that cabinet. Which one? <laughs> Tyler, the older son. Okay. Not Bode. Dude, <laughs> Bode was a character from Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler goes into the cabinet to get physically fixed because he's hurt, dying, mm -hmm. I believe. But while he's in there, he talks to his father. Yeah. And they actually hash out some really monumentally important emotional shit. So it's pretty interesting because it heals him physically, yeah. but also fixes this huge emotional block that he was having. Which I think is, again, like, kudos to the, to the creators of this book because that's a great fucking idea. It's a great so concept. So cool. What would you do if you had a mending, a mending cabinet and a mending key? Do you, do you know something that you would try to put in there? Yeah, my laptop because I blew out the, <laughs> I blew out the audio port on it because I accidentally ran phantom power to it. Podcasting woes, bro. <laughs> you know what I would do? What? I would take one of my crazy hot ex girlfriends, and me and her were going together. See if we could fix that relationship back up. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't repair broken hearts. <laughs> no, not broken hearts, but just that bitch was crazy. <laughs> and that's why she rode the boot. Maybe that, maybe that would help. We went in there and just, if you could just lock us in there for a second. <laughs> you'd, I guarantee you'd close that door, you'd lock it, and then you'd hear us yelling, and you'd hear me be like, oh, my God, I cannot understand you. Give me the head key, too. Let me bring the head key in here. <laughs> oh, man. One of the other keys that I think is super cool, but they, they don't even touch on it. And a lot, of the, a lot of the things in this comic does this, where they'll show a key being used, but it's, it's literally in one panel being like, we dealt with this today. Yeah. And one of them is, is the chain key. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Gives you the power to control chains. And this panel is just super cool. It's like everybody's tied up in chains. Everybody's fighting like uh, what looks like a living door. And it's just like, what is going on here? But I want to know more about that key. So it's like exciting. There's a lot of that where you see yeah. something or they mention something. There's also little bits that explain it's a volume of known keys. So yeah. you can read inserts about keys that weren't even really used in the book. And they're excerpts from diaries from people right. from long, long ago. So there's a lot of teases where sometimes you learn about a key way earlier than you actually see it used, yeah. or vice versa. You'll see a key used, and you don't really understand how it did what it did until you read the excerpt later. Well, and what's cool about those excerpts is they tell their own stories. Like, one of the main stories in those diaries is this Revolutionary War mm. family, during the, the, key, the lock and key family during the Revolutionary War, and how they use the keys to survive what was happening. And that's super cool. Like that's I love that. And like in in like video games, like you'll collect like audio tapes or like you'll find scraps of diaries that tell you this extra story. And I love that 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 is an element in in this comic series. Sure, sure, sure. How about the anywhere key? That's so cool. Anywhere key. The power with that is you can stick that key into any door that has a lock, yeah. a key lock, 
And when you walk through it, as long as you can visualize the room that you want to go to, you can go out any other door anywhere. It doesn't have to be. And some of these only work on the property. Right. This one, you could go to, you know, I could, I could stick it into my door, imagine your house, and end up at your house. So you can go anywhere, which yeah. is pretty awesome. A really cool key that, that has some really weird implications, but I love the way they use it in the comic, is the gender key. I knew that was, yeah, I knew that was coming. I mean, how can you get into it without talking about this? It's a key that when you use it, and I don't know where you use it. Where do you stick this key to make this thing work? Depends on if you're a boy or a girl. Because ah. <laughs> the key is shaped like a big old dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> the key turns you into the opposite gender. Mm -hmm. And it is used pretty well. It's really interesting how they use it. Like one villain, everybody thinks the villain is a woman. And it and turns out it's actually a dude. Right. And he masquerades as a normal person as this boy character. And then you find out that he's actually also the evil villainous. And it's like, that's so cool. That's such a great way to do yeah. it. And I could, like, when you think about that, you're like, hmm, how would I use that key? In the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's one answer I could think of. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Aaron. Yeah, none of them are, none of them are appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I was, because I it is a pretty cool power. I was thinking about how to do it, but I guess, like, the villain in that story was up to nefarious stuff, so he covering his tracks or tricking people was part of it. I could only do middle school type. Yeah, it would Semantics. all turn into like shitty kind of creepy Porky's antics. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> antics, not semantics, antics, yeah. That's the only thing I can imagine doing. Sneaking with it, I into guess. the girls' locker room and then you're right. just like, God, I'm a shitty character in an 80s teen comedy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of those stories that's fun because as you read it, as you think about it, you kind of think about what you would do with it, you know? So, like, when I'm reading this, I'm thinking, like, oh, man, these keys are so cool. What would be another cool key that we haven't seen yet? Have you thought about any keys that would be... that, that we haven't seen in the, in, the, in the comic that you thought would be pretty cool? Yeah, and, and one of these that I have is, is the fountain pen key. And so this is a, mm. a, an ink pot with a cool fountain pen that has a keyhole on it, and you put the key in the ink pot and turn it, and the pen comes out, and it will draw whatever you think. So it's kind of like the shadow key, but you can take oh, notes this way, or you could draw a picture this way, or you could even like leave the room and be talking to somebody, and when they're talking back to you, it records like what you've said, records huh. the conversation, kind of like, and and like there could be more modern ways to do this, but because this is so much delved in like ancient technology that people made with magic used today. In that vein, like a, a, an ink pen that will write or draw what you think, I think would be really cool. That's pretty interesting. I don't know how many times in my head I'd be like, that'd be a cool picture. And then I sit down and draw and be like, I forgot I don't know how to draw that. It's funny you say that because when you started saying that, I was like, wait, shit, did he look at my list? Because I had another one that I did write and one that I did not write that were yeah. similar. One I called it the quill key. This is the one that I think makes more sense. You could unlock a desk with it. It mm -hmm. would be an old-fashioned desk. And when you unlocked the desk, when you pulled it out, it had special paper. When you, whatever you drew on that paper became a real thing. Now, so you could draw a creature. You could draw a, an item that you needed. How real does it become? Because it's like if you drew like a shitty stick figure Little cow, translation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> would it become a... Uh, if you drew a stick figure dog, would it become a dog or would it become a shitty stick it would, figure it walking would autocorrect around? autocorrect enough. Okay. If you were trying to... <laughs> good question. If, if you, you drew were, a dog, it would 
it would pretty much be the dog that you wanted. You couldn't just half-ass it, though. You have to draw, like, four legs and everything. Um, You're like, no, Quilkey, I drew boobs. Those are supposed to be... No, <laughs> no, right. not like that, stupid Quilkey. <laughs> that's Jennifer Love Hewitt, Quilkey. <laughs> that's not just some stick figure. Just um, this crappy with, stick figure. It's a stick figure with, like, a giant eight in front of it. No, that's Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> the other one I had uh, related to pens was I thought it would be cool I was trying to think of like a translation type of concept yeah. where if you wrote if you wrote with it you could read and write any language oh which I think would be pretty cool totally right? yeah like the, the babblefish of keys yeah I think that would be pretty cool um here's one that would be interesting so because this house has a lot of weird ornamentation on the roof I assume there's this bitching old weather vane and there's like that's just ripe for keys. So if you had a weather vane that you put a key into and you could control the weather on the grounds of the house. Okay. I think that could be really cool. My question for you is what would you do with that? <laughs> Get a sweet <laughs> suntan. <laughs> See, I like that idea. But the only thing, at least off the top of my head, that I could come up with is like I love to watch horror movies when it's rainy out. Like, yeah. if it's rainy, I'm like, oh, man, when can I get the fuck home so I can watch a horror movie? So I would, like, on, a, like, a nice, shiny day where I have nothing to do, I would just be like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Crank up that rain. Get that thunder going. I love listening to the rain while I'm underneath something, like like a, like a porch or, like, a gazebo, and it's just raining outside. I love just sitting out and listening to the oh, rain. Oh, okay. I could, I could see that. I want a key to shut up cats. <laughs> It'd be called the shh key. Right off there. How about a silence key? Because you know how somebody goes like mums the word and they'll do, like mimic. Oh yeah, yeah, putting that's a true. Key in your mouth and throwing it away. Like you could make people silent that way. That's a good one. I like that one. That I really, really liked. Mm -hmm. I think it would be called the ear key. And I think yeah. like the head key, you stick it in someone's ear. What I'd want this to <laughs> stick it in your ear. Whip. But you could still hear out of the other side. Um, okay, what it would do is it would. It would basically break down any lack of communication. Hmm. So if I was trying to explain something to you, if I was trying to tell you a joke or like something that you just weren't getting what I was saying, mm -hmm. ear key, click, click, you would then get what I was saying. I'm not I following. <laughs> the best is like, I understand the ins and outs of comedy and I've known you for like 15 years. Didn't see that joke coming. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Also, don't you think like having people understand you while you jam something in their ear to hear you better is just counterintuitive? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow. Well, it was like, I think it would be cool because I was thinking like relationship stuff. Like how many times have you and Kate had an argument where you're like, I don't know how I could say that. Like not... Not believing. I'm not necessarily saying that it means they believe everything you say. It just means that your point is made clear and they understand. The thing is, everybody always understands the point. They're just being stubborn and be like, <laughs> I, don't know you, I don't understand how you understand. I'm going to tell Amanda that next time we get into a fight. Aaron says, you understand what I'm saying. You're just being stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that ear cue back. <laughs> Ding. That'd be pretty good. Actually, that is a pretty good one. One of the other ones that, that I think would be kind of funny and, and kind of harkens back to one of our favorite horror icons, but a key that could transfer your consciousness into, like, another item, like a doll 
let's say. Are you saying that because I have the same color hair as Chucky? <laughs> <laughs> go, on, go on. A good guy doll? No, I, I mean, and I mean, this is totally from Chucky, but like the idea of being able to put my consciousness into something else. And I, I'm wondering where the limitations that, like, could I put it in the toaster just so I'm like a cognizant toaster? And I, I go, love that you're like, hmm, doll or toaster? Like, <laughs> that's your first day with that key. That's what you try to do. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. A pickle. <laughs> I'm Pickle, Pickle Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> One cool thing about the the actual keys in the story are some of them have limitations. Some of them you can only do here, like the ghost key. Your body is dead, so if someone takes that body or switches bodies or whatever, or gets back in your body before you do, yeah, exactly. And I think that's cool. So maybe like the limitation of this is almost like the ghost key, where like wherever you leave your body your body is now sitting there sans consciousness. So, like, you're you're exposed, you're vulnerable, yeah. you know what I mean, while you're walking around chucking it up. If you die in, if somebody throws that toaster out or smashes that toaster <laughs> while I'm in it, does my consciousness return to my body or am I dead forever? The better question is if you're a toaster and then you go back into your body, do you still have crumbs in your mouth? <laughs> like, do you have a little toast, little, little breadcrumbs in there? <laughs> One thing I always like... And this was like in the TV show Heroes and in a bunch of other stuff is whenever you talk about powers, what powers would you want to have, right? People always say flying, invisibility, invincibility, which are all awesome. I always like a power that negates other powers. You know what I mean? Like not even like Bizarro being Superman's opposite. But like something that literally shuts down the other powers. Like the, the Echo Man in powers who... When he's around, your powers don't work. Exactly. Yeah. I love that idea. There's the Haitian in the TV show Heroes. Yeah. And when you, he was near somebody, their powers wouldn't work. Yeah. So, like, I was thinking this would almost be like a lock key where it literally nullifies whatever powers either were nearby or maybe you have to clip it onto the key itself. Oh, man. In the classic game of now I can fly, that's the nuh-uh key. (laughs) That would be pretty cool, though, right? Because think about it. And there are times in the story where five different keys are being used in one scene by different people either fighting or trying to accomplish one goal. If you could nullify one or multiple at the same time, like I don't know if this one would be like a proximity thing or if you'd actually have to lock it on the door or lock it on the key. Yeah, lock and key people don't steal our idea, but a board game where everybody has these different keys that are doing different things. And then you have the key that's like, nuh-uh, that key doesn't work now. And it's like, it's kind of like a card game, but like there's also other aspects to it. Call it the room key. The room key. Roomy key. <laughs> Roomy key. Oh, man. I like that. I think I that's make, a cool idea. I want to make a lock and key board game now. Don't steal our idea. Or if you do, come find us so we can help make it. Just give us the money. Yeah, that's fine, too. <laughs> Good idea, handsome boys. I mean, that... <laughs> I mean, that is one of the things that I love about how complex this is. It starts out with one key, and then they get two or three keys, and then this guy shows up who has, like, a pocket full of keys. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's, like, all the keys being used to to fight this otherworldly evil, and that is just so cool. It's a smart idea. It really is. A, it's great storytelling. It's yeah. a good a good ramp up to different things, showing us different things. Well, and it really is... It really is this amalgamation of all these classic horror sort of... It has like a Haunted House vibe. It Mm -hmm. has like a Cthulhu Lovecraftian cosmic horror vibe. It has this, 
you know, this Stephen King vibe. It has definitely. It has the 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 children character, crazy murderer vibe. Like there's a, yeah. there's a a a, 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 a hu- another human antagonist vibe, which I think is also a very Stephen King thing. Stephen King a lot of times has the slasher also. Doing well, like stuff. yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever else the book is about, there's also a, an evil person trying to do evil people. Yeah, things. yeah, exactly. It's so good, and and I can't wait to see what they do with the TV show. I'm I'm. I'm nervous and excited because I love the property so much. I can't cannot wait to see what happens with it. That's coming out later this year or next year. I don't know. It takes a long time to make TV shows, but it's in production right now. So if you have not checked this out yet, or even if you did and you need to do it again, look it up. Lock and Key. It's one of IDW's coolest titles that they've done in a while. It makes me feel good because I'm a huge horror fan and a huge comic book fan. And there's not enough of comic book horror anymore. And it that's where comic books, that's one of the places where comic books kind of got its start. So I feel like this is a great throwback to that. It's an amazing story. It's visually brilliant. It's just an amazing story. So if you guys haven't checked it out, go to the comic book store, order it from Amazon, check it out on Comixology or any other digital device. You gotta check it out. Yeah, it's super cool. Well, that's our episode about Lock and Key, guys. We have another great episode coming out in two weeks. Make sure you check out our last podcast that we did for Famous Monsters Podcast. Famous Monsters of Filmland has had us guest host their podcast for the last five weeks. Our last episode is coming out on the 10th. We've had a blast doing it. It's been an honor, but please check that out. And if you want to hear more of us, you can check us out on launchpadpod.com. That's our website. You can interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at launchpadpod. Whatever you listen to us on, whatever your favorite podcatcher is, leave a review. That really helps us. We cannot tell you enough how much that helps us. It keeps us appearing on those lists of what's hot, what's trending, and we love being on there. We love our fans interacting with us. It's amazing to see all the people all over the world who listen to the Launchpad podcast, and we just can't thank you enough. If you're a Lock and Key fan and also a fan of the Rocketeers, show us some sketches of what some of the keys we just talked about this episode would look like, some of the ones we made up. We would, I'll tell you, as one of the Rocketeers, my favorite thing to see from you guys is not just the comments, not just the subscriptions, but when you send us art. We, we get a lot of art, and we would love to see some keys oh, of some of, the, some of the keys that we just created, some oh, of the yeah. ones we made up. That'd be so cool. Awesome, guys. Well, we'll catch you in two weeks. This has been the Launchpad Podcast. We're the Rocketeers. You ready to blast this thing off, Rumi? Yep. High five, Keith. Four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.